You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics, ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I have gone down a rabbit hole (laughs) or into like a black hole, if you like, on social media where I've saw something and then I needed to know everything about the said something. So it started out for me with sirens and it moved to skinwalkers and then it became myths and it's kind of been a little bit everywhere. So today I'm going to share with you some really creepy myths because they've freaked me out a little bit and stuff that I remember from my childhood. So in true Sydney form, it is very hot today. We've had 40 degrees in the last couple of days. We had a 35 or 36 and we've now got a 32. So inside the house, it's very, very hot. It's kind of holding the heat um, and it doesn't help that I'm sitting under 50,000 lights. So that being said, let's crack on. Let's get this job done. So let's start with sirens. So there's been a lot of footage on social media surrounding sirens or some people refer to them as mermaids, but they're in fact not because mermaids are these beautiful fish-like creatures with, you know, beautiful tails. Sirens are kind of evil. <laughs> and where mermaids are kind of half fish, half women who live in the ocean and are harmless, sirens are evil mermaids. And they're known for singing these enchanting songs that lures people out and then they kill them. <laughs> So yeah, they're a little they're a little crazy. Mermaids are generally good natured and they're known for kind of lounging around on the beaches and the rocks, combing their hair and singing pretty little songs. Sirens are considered to be evil. There are stories of sirens, particularly from sailors, where they get put into a trance and then they're called towards the being. I've seen some footage of these alleged sirens and some in water, some on rocks, and they often have kind of disfigured faces, webbed hands and feet, and these long claw nails and sharp teeth. So have we discovered something real and scary? I don't know. You look at the video, um, a lot of stuff can be edited, changed. So look, is it, are they real? Look, I don't know. I don't know. But it's a scary thought. And some of the footage that I've seen has been damn scary. So if you want a little bit of a scare, I highly recommend you jump on TikTok and you type in sirens. You will get a stack of random stuff like people playing with sirens, like actual real, real sirens. <laughs> so you kind of have to filter those out and look for the clips with these mermaid, evil mermaids in them. If 
you know, we've only discovered like 10, 20% of the ocean and the rest is undiscovered. What's to say that these things don't truly exist? Who are we to say they do or don't? I don't know. What do you think? Next, I kind of pivoted to skinwalkers. So skinwalkers are apparently a harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess or disguise themselves as anything. So they can possess humans and animals and they become them. And these skinwalkers are male or female. Skinwalkers date back... Um, many, many years now and kind of a um, traditional story that was told to children. So they often mimic babies crying or people that are crying out in, um, you know, they're in harm and they need assistance. Apparently what they do is the, the last victim that they have attacked, killed, whatever it might be, they mimic their sound of them screaming for help. So you're actually hearing their past victims screaming. They often mimic babies and uh, people will hear a baby crying and be like, oh, holy shit, what, what do we do? Um, you know, looking for the baby only to not find a baby, but rather a human or an animal that's skinwalking. Are skinwalkers real or do we just have some super creative people out there? Totally off topic, but I do remember... Not skinwalkers, but there were, they're, they're not pranks, but they there were these activities that were occurring maybe 10 years ago now where people would get a baby, um, what's the thing you put him in the car in, like the little seat thing, they would have that sitting on the side of the road and then inside of it they'd have like a tape recorder playing screaming sounds and like bundled up blankets and when people pulled over because they're like, oh my god, there's a baby on the side of the road. They'd soon discover there's nothing in it, but they'd be ambushed and then they'd be killed, robbed or whatever it might be. So um, either way, scary shit. So I don't know, skinwalkers, the ability to change and, and they exist to kill. So I don't know, what do you think? This then led me off into this bloody spiral of stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, some of this stuff is like memories that I had from when I was younger. And the next little story I'm going to share with you is exactly that. This myth is called the licked hand. Licked as in licking with a tongue, hand. So the story goes like this. A very young girl is home alone for the first time with only her puppy dog for company. There um, was listening to the news and she hears of a killer on the loose in her neighborhood. Terrified, she goes around, locks all the doors and windows. And um, unfortunately, she misses one window in the basement. So it's unlocked. She goes to bed thinking everything's fine. The house is fully secure and takes the dog with her. And the dog usually crawls underneath her bed and sleeps there. So she wakes up in the middle of the night to hear a dripping sound coming from the bathroom. And it frightens her. She's too scared, however, to get out of bed. So she just feels around and puts her hand underneath the bed um, looking for the dog. And the dog licks her hand. And she's like, okay, everything's okay. So the next morning she wakes up and she goes into the bathroom to grab a cup of water. Only to find her dog mutilated hanging from the shower with its blood dripping onto the tiles and on the shower wall written in the dog's blood it says humans can lick too does anyone remember this story this freaked me the fuck out 
when I heard this for the first time, I was like, holy shit, this is an old school myth. This goes back so, so, so many years. Is it true? I don't know. I don't know. Like, it could happen. Like, holy shit. Wonder what, if he's a killer on the loose in the neighborhood, why didn't he kill her and just the dog? I don't know. But it's scary as shit, regardless. <laughs> um, what about these frozen objects people are seeing in the sky at the moment? Things like birds completely frozen not moving at all no moving of wings nothing frozen in the sky there was one of an um you know those little airplanes that have the banners that fly at the back of them there was one of those as well that was completely unmoving and just in the sky and the little banner was stable as well so people particularly with this the bird that was seen people was stopping and this road in america was completely chockers with cars and all these people were standing, taking photos and videoing this still bird that was just stuck in the sky. What the hell? And if this is a hoax, well, there's a damn lot of people in on this hoax, right? These things are still, they're not moving at all. Surely that many people can't be in on it, right? And if they were, surely someone is going to say something and then it, we're, we're going to be able to go, oh, it was a hoax or it was a whatever it might be. Highly recommend. Look it up. It's bloody weird. Um, there, like, there's videos on TikTok. Okay, another myth. <laughs> uh, this one I remember from childhood as well. So there's one called Killer in the Backseat. So... This is a common urban legend that was mostly spread around the United States and the United Kingdom. But what it involves is a woman who was driving and being followed by a car or a truck of some description. And when I say truck, I'm the American version of a truck. So like a four-wheel drive or a ute or something. We don't call those trucks in Australia. They're just utes and four-wheel drives. But I'm using the term truck as in one of those like off-road type things so there's a person in this car and they are flashing their high beams and tailgating this woman who's driving home at one point the car that's following even rams her vehicle and she finally makes it home and she realizes that the driver was trying to warn her that there was a man hiding in her back seat. And every time the man sat up to attack her, the driver behind would use the high beams to scare the killer. And then he would duck back down again. So in some versions, you know, the woman stops for petrol. And I remember the, the version that I heard, definitely this was it. And the attendant asks her to come inside. So she's filling up her car and then the attendant over the loudspeaker goes, can you please come inside? There's a problem with that pump for, for the petrol. Anyway, she goes inside and he says, do you know there's someone in the back seat of your car? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, there is. And so they call the police and it's all resolved. Anyway, um, there's a couple of other versions of this where, you know, she sees something on the road and pulls over. Yeah, so there's a couple of different other versions, but that's the version that I've heard. Creepy as shit. <laughs> so there's the story of the Italian bride. Never heard of this until the other day. So there was the death of, her name's Peter, P-E-T-T-A, and she was buried at Mount Carmel Cemetery in Illinois. 
and she was buried in her wedding dress. According to legend, soon after her death, her mother began experiencing these really weird dreams in which Peter was telling her that she was still alive. Six years after her death, right? So she didn't do anything for six years. Um, the mother secured permission to have the grave opened and the daughter exhumed. The coffin was found to be decomposed somewhat. However, when they opened it and looked at Peter's body, it was mostly intact. However, in her arms was her son, a little boy that she was holding, who was also decayed. The mother took a picture of the casket and has placed it up in their home where it still stays to this date. So she died by herself. She has a child and the child is being cradled in her arms. This is apparently a true story. That is fucked. So that means that she was alive when she was buried. That is so bad. Ugh, it's so bad. Ugh. So there's a myth around, it's called Polybus the Game, and there's an urban legend from about 1981 where... Um, the release of new arcade games was becoming uncommon and there was a new game that was released and it was really, really popular because people were becoming addicted to it and they were kind of forming lines and congregations around these machines and they'd often result in fights around who was going to play next. The machines were um, apparently visited by men in black who would collect unknown data from the machines allegedly testing responses to the game's psychoactive effects. And players supposedly suffered from a series of unpleasant side effects, including seizures, amnesia, insomnia, night terrors and hallucinations. Approximately one month after it was supposed to be released in 1981, Polybus is said to have disappeared without a trace. Myth or true story? It's claimed to be a myth. In some places, it's claimed to be a true story. I <laughs> know uh, one thing, I'm not playing Polybus. Uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay, the next one's the, the Red Room. This one's slightly longer because it actually turns into like a true crime story. So there are lots of different variations of the Red Room and it's a cursed urban legend slash true story. So... The most common story is someone will be on the internet browsing and then a red pop-up box will come on their screen with black text saying, do you like? Question mark. Then the user's going to try to close it and then the pop-up's going to reappear, this time saying, do you like the red room? Then the screen, all of the screen is going to turn red, displaying a list of names of the red room's victims. So the target will sense, so the individual sitting there scrolling is going to sense a presence behind them after which they're going to lose consciousness and they will later be found dead in their home with the walls of their room in which they're discovered painted with red blood. So the, this legend or curse gained notoriety in 2004 due to the Sasebo slashing, and I hope I'm saying that right, the murder of a 12-year-old schoolgirl 
by an 11-year-old classmate referred to as Girl A because underage can't release her name, even though eventually someone accidentally did and apparently people know who this is. It's been removed from the internet, whatever. We'll refer to her as Girl A as well. So Girl A was allegedly a very big fan of the Red Room curse. She had the page bookmarked on her computer at the time of her murder. So the murder occurred on the 1st of June 2004 at an elementary school in the city of Sasebo. The murderer slit a little girl's throat and arms with a box cutter. Reactions to the incident included like a whole bunch of internet memes which is quite standard um, and a discussion lowering the age of criminal responsibility in Japan. So girl A does the deed, she slashes the girl, returns to her classroom with her clothes covered in blood and the teacher who noticed that both both girls were missing um, stumbles upon the body and she calls the police. After being taken into custody, girl A was reported to actually confess to the crime and she says, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry um, to the police. She spends the night at the police station, she's crying, refusing to eat or drink and she mentioned the motive for the killing. So shortly after, she confessed to the police that her and the girl that she murdered had um, a disagreement as a result of messages that were left on the internet, so some sort of chat room of some description. So girl A claimed that the the girl who was murdered actually slandered her by commenting on her weight and calling her a goody goody or a goody two-shoes or something to that effect. On September the 15th in 2004, the Japanese family court ruled to institutionalise girl A. Putting aside her young age because of the severity of the crime, she was actually sentenced to a reformatory school and the family court had originally sentenced her to two years involuntary commitment, but the sentence was extended by a further two years following a psychological evaluation. And then on May... 29th in 2008 local authorities announced that they would not seek any additional sentence and girl a lives they tried coming back to um you know she she has communication issues and obsessive interests and saying that she's got asperger's syndrome um but that doesn't explain why you'd kill someone over something so trivial see that's the red room it's pretty fucked up Okay, so Teki Teki. I hope I said that right. Or Tiki Tiki. Um, shit with this type of stuff. So let's just go with Teki Teki. <laughs> it's probably so wrong. Is the ghost of a young woman or a potential schoolgirl who was tied to a railway line by bullies, which resulted in her body being cut in half by a train. So she's an on royo which is a vengeful spirit that lurks around urban areas and train stations at night. She no longer has lower extremities, so she travels either on her hands or elbows, dragging her upper torso and making a scratching sound or a teki-teki or tiki-tiki sound. If she encounters a potential victim, she will chase them and then slice them in half with a weapon, like getting rid of their legs so they're the same as her. 
So she's this vengeful spirit. And this particular type of ghost is believed to be capable of causing harm in the world of the living by injuring or killing enemies or even causing natural disasters to exact vengeance. This on on Royo, I don't know. They're often depicted as women who have been wronged and are traumatized by what happened to them in life and then go for revenge in death. No, thank you. Okay, my lucky last. It's called the Vanishing Hotel Room. There's a story. This is allegedly true, like a lot of this stuff. And the story goes, a woman was sick while traveling with her daughter. So she was laying down in the hotel bed. The daughter decided to make a trip into town to pick up some things that she needed, um, prescription medications, all the rest of that type of stuff, because her mother was unwell. When she returns, she finds that both her mother and the hotel room that they stayed in has totally disappeared. No one remembered seeing either her or her mother. It was later revealed that the mother was dying of the plague and fearing for the negative impact on the hotel's public image, the staff disposed of the mother. They redecorated the room and pretended nothing had happened. This served as inspiration for a movie called So Long at the Fair, I haven't seen it, uh, which was based on a turn-of-the-century Philadelphian um, newspaper story. Allegedly true. This stuff. I don't know. What do you guys think? Where do these things come from? Surely we can't just dream up all this stuff. You know, there has to be truth to some of this, or at least partial truth. You know, I say some of them are probably very, um, like it would be a stretch for them to be true. But then there's others and you kind of go, well, if that's triggered something else or related, you know, you kind of sit there and go, well, I don't know. All right, let's leave it there today. Thank you for hanging out with me. I felt like a creepier episode was definitely in order. We've done quite a few um, deeper episodes and I've spoken about some topical topics. That's a very bad way to express what I'm trying to say. I've spoken about some current topics much better. And I thought, you know, I love the creepy. Let's do something a little creepy. Okay, so that's it. You can hit me up on my socials at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. Drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast.com. Visit my website, aestheticvibespodcast.com. I had a bit of a brain freeze for a moment. Drop on my TikTok at Dr. Ames Kelly, or if you want to watch my episodes, you can find me exclusive to Spotify at Aesthetic Vibes Vodcast. All right. Well, until next time. Bye.